You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we have a friend, a client. We have somebody that really supports our community here to talk about his brand. And that's Jeremy Schumacher from Arcadia Homes. Now, it is no secret that Charlotte is growing and growing fast, about 60 people a day fast, and all of those people will need someplace to live. And you might you know, drive down South Boulevard, you'll see a lot of uh, apartments uh, going, going up and even in Uptown, um, but there are people that, that want houses out there, and some people want some really nice houses. And the next guest on our Brand Butters podcast... He really builds amazing houses. In fact, Arcadia Homes uh, of Charlotte won Custom Home Builder of the Year uh, from the National Association from Home Builders. That is a huge honor, uh, and we're so excited to talk a little bit more about that. But joining us today on the Brand Builders Podcast is the president and managing partner, Jeremy Schumacher, to tell us about how he supports our community, but really how he helps build our community in a beautiful way. Welcome, Jeremy, to the Brand Builders Podcast. Uh, Guys, really, really happy to be here. Appreciate you guys thinking to have me on and looking forward to it. Jeremy, great to see you, man. Thank you for investing your time with us this morning. And uh, I want to kind of start from the beginning. Where, where, when and where did you begin to have the desire to be in the building world? And what made you decide to take the leap and, and move forward with that? Uh, so I actually uh, started off um, – well, first and foremost, I thought that my career was going to be a major league baseball player. And then um, reality set in that I wasn't nearly talented enough for that. So um, ultimately, I actually uh, studied architecture in school and spent the first six years of my career uh, in architecture and got to know uh, a lot of developers and, and people in the industry and ultimately uh, came to the realization that I wanted to get more involved in, in the kind of the overall bigger picture of building and development and land development and all those types of things beyond simply the architectural part of it. Um, I then spent about uh, the next, so that was maybe the first five or six years of my career. I then spent the next 10 years of my career after that um, in a number of different roles, three or four different roles that involve uh, operations management of development companies, land development, land acquisition, sales, marketing, really just kind of entire scope of, of, really the building and development industry from the business end to the actual construction end um, and knew of Arcadia Homes always, um, always knew of their incredible reputation, not just for the kinds of homes that they built, but uh, they had this brand always of um, the really, really high level of integrity and doing things the right way and a level of service and, and all those things that you kind of would really love to have associated with your company. And, um, as it turned out, the the founder of Arcadia Homes, uh, co-founder of Arcadia Homes, Michael Salomon, who um, had just done an unbelievable job of, of growing and building that company, um, I got to know him through some mutual friends. And and ultimately, he and I both decided it was a, a, the right fit and a good idea for me to come join you know him as a partner and, and ultimately take on the role of managing all the day-to-day operations as the president of the company. Mike's still uh, involved as you know co-owner of the company. And uh, and believe me, as long as he's breathing, he's going to care about what happens with his company. So he's involved in that degree. But uh, uh, he's, he's shown me a heck of a lot of trust and taken on the responsibility, not only of the types of homes that we build, but um, that legacy that I described earlier and even enhancing it as far as we're going to we're going to inspire people in the way that we go about our business and build homes and, and 
we're gonna we're gonna serve people not just the people that we've built homes for but people within the community so it's a it's a really big deal to us our culture and our brand is a really really big deal to us beyond just you know what how nice the homes look that we built yeah, so I want to jump, kind of go back uh, in time here, and, and I really want to talk to you about how, you know how being an architect um, has now led to to really being able to build some beautiful homes. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you were a baseball player uh, that you did mention. You were the captain at ECU, conference champs uh, for two years. I played a college sport as well down at Georgia Southern. Actually, ECU's soccer team was canceled. Uh, or they, 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 I guess they, they lost their team and three players from ECU came down and joined me at Georgia Southern um, the last year that they were there. So, you know, playing a college sports a lot different than playing any type of a high school sport. Um, you get in and the level so much better for you to be a captain, for you to be that type of a leader and win conference championships. That, that's something that, that not only you didn't walk into college and become a leader, you've probably been a leader your entire life. Tell us how the sport of baseball has has kind of made you who you are and what role did being not only a leader on a team sport, but being a leader at such a high level help you to become where you are today? Now, I, I can't say enough about that. Um, well, where I was incredibly fortunate was I was blessed with unbelievable leaders in my life. Um, certainly I'll put my dad and my older brothers up there, but the coaches that I had the great, great pleasure of playing for, even in high school, uh, but certainly in college, um, when I look back, not everybody was that that blessed like I was. I mean, there were plenty of people more talented than me and all those types of things, but they, uh, a lot of, most people weren't as fortunate as I was to have the kind of leaders, leaders of men, you know, great baseball coaches, but guys that uh, I draw upon their wisdom and advice all the time and even today. So uh, it's it's immeasurable, the impact that, that whether whatever the sport was, but for me it was baseball, but having the opportunity to play for and learn from and live with uh, the kind of leaders that I had, and it, it, it really did, provide, you know, most of the opportunity that, I've, that I'm blessed with today um, from a leadership standpoint, you know, and, and what I learned from them is that you don't just um, force your way into leadership. It's something that's earned. Uh, I wasn't uh, captain of the team when I was a freshman, you know, uh, you earn that stuff over, over a few years. And what I was perhaps most proud of is, you know, there are team captains weren't appointed. They were voted on by the team. And so the, the team decided that I would be captain. And that was perhaps something that I was maybe most proud of in that, that, that my peers saw me as someone that they would want to be, you know, a leader. Um, and that's, that's a testament to the leaders that I had, you know, uh, the, the, the pleasure of playing for and working for. And I've even had um, some really, really good leaders that I've had the opportunity to work for in my career after baseball. So um, I give a ton, a ton of credit to those folks that, that took the time to kind of lead and mentor me including Mike Salomon, like I mentioned, mentioned earlier. Um, I've just been really, really blessed with great, great leaders and mentors that um, I, almost to the point, honestly, man, where I would have really screwed it up if I didn't become a leader. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I, I love college baseball. Uh, my father went to Florida State and uh, Mike Martin uh, was there for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he would have gotten a chance to win. But, you know, to bring this into to kind of up, up to date now, two of your former players uh, were actually coaches at Michigan uh, that was in the final. That had to be pretty cool uh, to see two of your players go all the way to Omaha to the pinnacle of college baseball. Um, and, and, and I want to also ask about, you know, your coach, Keith LeClaire, who was challenged with ALS. They talked about a lot uh, or they talked about him a lot um, during those um, those games. So tell us, what was it like to see your teammates and then tell us a little bit about your your former coach as well? This is incredible, man. I didn't know I was going to get to talk about this stuff. This is great. <laughs> um, so 
Yeah. So Eric Backage is, uh, and, and so that was actually one thing that makes it even maybe in hindsight, even more humbling that I was the captain of that team in 2000, because the, the current national college baseball coach of the year is Eric Backage was on that team. The national assistant coach of the year is Nick Schnabel, who was on that is, was on that team. The, um, recruiting coordinator and hitting coach for UCLA, who was number one pretty much all year, a guy named Bryant Ward was on that team. And the current head coach of East Carolina, um, Cliff Godwin, was on that team as well. So it almost makes it a little bit more humbling to think about those types of guys and those types of leaders having been on that team. It's pretty amazing that those guys were all on the same one team at East, you know, VCU of all places. Um, and you were the captain of that team. Uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, um, me and the, so the ECU's head coach, Cliff Godwin, he and I were co-captains and okay. he's, he's the head coach there at ECU now, which is cool. So Keith LeClaire uh, was our coach uh, during that time. And I could talk, you know, for hours about the impact. It's funny. I, I wish if I could turn my camera, I've got a picture right here of my, my wife and my kids and coach LeClaire, or that's what's in my office right now. Um, he, you know, some folks listening may know the story, but he, uh, he passed away of ALS about, five years uh, after I graduated and um, he was diagnosed uh, a year after he was diagnosed in 2001 as a young guy, he was uh, mid thirties when he was diagnosed and when he passed away, young kids. So, you know, it's even more real now. It's like, it's like my age, you know, I mean, I'm actually older than he ever was at this point. And um, so he was, and I, I was actually fortunate enough. I was asked to be the keynote speaker at the um, ECU athletic, uh, department banquet this this past earlier this spring before all the uh you know things started to, to slow down a little bit so and during that space I, I took you know a lot of the opportunity to talk about kind of the leadership and all the things that i had the opportunity to learn from keith leclerc and he during the time when he was um you know sick uh, after he was diagnosed but before he died he he was so inspirational and so um willing to share his his faith and his strength and is encouragement with everyone that he ever knew really. And I was fortunate enough to have been a former player where I have, I literally, I still have emails from him a month before he passed away that he's typing with his eyes because of the technology that he had at the time and couldn't move any other, any other muscles in his body where he's encouraging me. You know, I, I may have had a tough day at work or something like that. And he might not wake up the next day. He, he can't hug his kids. He can't smile. And he's sending me emails, you know, with Bible verses and encouraging me on how to have a good day. And it's just, an unbelievable guy. And, and there's zero doubt that, um, that the success in coaching that those guys have had, Eric and Nick and Bryant and Cliff, and those guys are all still real good friends of mine. Um, the success they had uh, and have is, is completely due to him. And, and those guys going to Omaha, man, I'll tell you what, when, 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 East, when not if, but when ECU goes to Omaha, it's going to be one of the coolest moments for me, unbelievably impactful moment for me, not just because it's my alma mater and I played there, my good friend is, is, is the coach there, but it having been coach Claire's dream to get to Omaha and, uh, and he didn't get to realize it, but for, for, for that to happen, I know it was his dream. I'm telling you that place is going to be packed with former ECU players and ECU fans with tears in their eyes. When that happens, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. And so, uh, almost made it last year. Didn't quite, but, um, but the fact that Michigan made it and two of his guys, uh, were the ones out there. And what's pretty cool is coach Claire always wore number 23, my son wears 23 now, and probably every one of his former players have boys that wear 23. Well, um, so, of course, those coaches that I just described, they all wear 23. Well, Eric and Nick both are coaches at Michigan, and they both wear 23 on the same time. They're on the same team. They actually did a little little thing on it on CBS uh, during the College World Series that kind of explained why they both wear 23. But 
unbelievably blessed to have had that that opportunity. Changed my life those those four years playing for him. Thank you for sharing that story, man. That is unbelievable. And I would love to know how your leadership skills that developed from all of that, how now you are currently tying that into Arcadia Homes and ultimately winning the Custom Home Builder of the Year Award, which is a National Association of Home Builders Award. That's a national award. Tell us about that. Uh, what are you doing internally, especially during a time of, of crisis uh, when things are very different and the landscape is constantly shifting right now? Uh, comfort levels at home and in and out of people's homes. I'd love to know how you're tying your leadership into your team now and what you guys are up to in that regard. Yeah, you know, it ties in a lot. Obviously, baseball and home building aren't necessarily related, but what made Coach DeClaire such a, uh, a great leader uh, for us and in, in, in hindsight and even in the present while he was coaching us was that he cared about so much more than, than baseball. Uh, he cared about so much more about us than, than how, what kind of players we were. Uh, he was an incredible coach, knew a lot about baseball, taught us a lot. He was a, you know, a great coach. And we, you know, we, we had a lot of success as players and, and where that translates now is it's really important to care a heck of a lot more about what kind of homes we're building right now. Uh, as a leader, it's important that our people know that, that they should care about each other more uh, than than um, a foundation or a roof and that, that, that I care about more than that. And and, and hopefully they see that in me uh, as their leader. And, and, and I want to see that in them and that that we are going to care a heck of a lot about how we react to this situation, how we care, uh, how we carry ourselves. Um, are we putting our faith in the right kinds of things? Um, are we more concerned right now about um, how we're going to make money? Or are we more concerned about how we're going to react to this and be an example for our kids and for people in the, in the, in the community and to each other and things like that? And I think um, I learned a heck of a lot of that from Coach DeClaire, where um, most of what I gleaned from my experience with him has to do with life stuff versus baseball stuff. And I'd, I'd like it if uh, that's how the folks that work here feel is that, uh, you know, we really, really care about each other. We really care about doing things the right way. We care about our clients to the degree that, um, you know, we, we want to know how their business is doing and um, how their family's doing and uh, taking care of them and, and doing all those sort of things. And this is oversimplifying it, but the rest kind of takes care of itself. You know, we've got a, a group of very, very talented people that are hard workers and are committed to being the best. The home voting part uh, generally can take care of itself so long as you kind of have the right approach to it. So, uh, while baseball and home building aren't necessarily related, there was a ton that I learned from Coach DeClaire that, that that leads to kind of my leadership style today. You know, one of the things that um, that I love about sports, my wife would probably call me a sports fanatic, and it's been interesting, you know, not having sports around for a little while. Uh, hopefully it's all coming back. But one of the things that I loved about playing sports um, and and getting to the level that I did was, was the teamwork mentality. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think the one thing – that you can, I can just hear and, and sense this from yourself is that the entire team over at Arcadia is is a family, right? It's not just I'm the leader. This is what you need to do. This is the bottom line. You care from the bottom to the top of your organization, and that's how a team has to be for you to be successful. That's why I love working at the Dunstan Group because I love that we we are a team. We're a family. We care about everyone, and 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 also that bleeds out to our community. We're not just after the transaction. We truly care about helping others. How can we support their brands, and really how can we serve them? 
And I think it's interesting just from listening to you and how much you love baseball and how much you love your coach and what you learned from your coach. And now you're being able to portray that into Arcadia. Tell me about the culture over at Arcadia. Um, how has it changed? But ultimately, are you guys a family? How do you when you walk into a home or when you're meeting with somebody and you say, hey, we're interested in buying a custom home. It's more than what you said, just the foundation. You probably really want to understand more about the family and how can we help them? Uh, I'm just really interested to kind of see your approach, not only to business, but how do you take that teamwork mentality to build the best homes uh, and really, you know, challenge your clients to say, hey, our whole team has your back and we're going to build you the best home, but we're going to build you the best home for you because it's going to be the right home for you. And I just I'm interested to see how the teamwork and the culture is over at Arcadia. By the way, look, look, we're not necessarily hiring right now, but as soon as we do, you're you're, you're first on the list. By the way, you can be right there in the in the, in the presentation rooms with that one. All you hear that, uh, Scott? Oh, oh, <laughs> we, can't, we, can't, we can't hear you anymore. Oh, oh hold on, they're static. <laughs> so, uh, no, listen, you you, you nailed it. Um, it. I actually, you know, I say all the time that um, this isn't a you know, if I'm speaking with a, a prospect or a client, this isn't a um, you know, a 12 month or an 18 month decision. This is a, for as long as you live in your house decision, um, not only because of how that house is going to be built and the level of quality and integrity and all that, but, but the relationship, um, we fully count on being there with them for them. And as long as they live in that house, um, there is no real, uh, a finish line, so to speak. Of course, there's the time at which they move into the house and they get to live there and that's, it's beautiful, but we don't even really refer to it as a closing because it's not the end of anything, certainly not our relationship. And, um, we always, you know, I could tell folks, certainly if, if there's, uh, you know, we say if there's something, you know, if we say, Hey, you got a one-year warranty and that's all there is to it and all those sort of things. Um, there's not that level of trust there. You know, someone, they're probably going to walk around with a notebook and a camera at 11 months and what can I get them to do for me? And that doesn't really happen with us. We don't have that kind of relationship because they know that if there's something going on, they're going to call us and we're going to come take care of it. Uh, it's right or it's wrong. And even if it's something that isn't, uh, wrong with the house maybe it's a kid kicked a ball through a window call us please put us on speed dial we want to be there and make sure we call the window company make sure it gets put in right and all those kind of things um we just we want to be your builder we want to be your friend um and and it's just sort of uh, hopefully that exudes itself from kind of the time we meet people that this isn't this isn't a contractual or a transactional relationship it's it's a relationship it truly is and it sounds a little bit cliche to say hey you're you know you're part of the family now um but we really want it to feel that way. We want to, we want to feel like we are sort of part of their life. And, and as long as they're in that house and they need something, whether it's just advice from a builder, we want to be the one that they're calling right away. Are you guys mainly building custom homes or you doing renovations and spec homes as well? What's your main line of business? So we're, we're absolute core of our business always has been is uh, fully custom homes built specifically for families. So not, not spec homes that we kind of hope people like, but, um, working through the whole plan and budgeting and design process on the front end with the family and building a custom home for them is the absolute core of our business. Um, we have uh, expanded a little bit over the last few years, um, in particular into the commercial world. Um, not because we just decided one day that, uh, you know, I bet you that we can do commercial. Um, the way that worked is um, for years and years, the company had gotten requests to do some commercial work, maybe some small stuff, maybe an upfit or a smallish kind of a building, maybe an office building. And usually that would come from maybe existing clients that, that have, whether they're a developer or some type of an executive that business owner that has a need for commercial work. 
And we've always said, hey, look, we're, we're really, really good at what we do, but that we don't do that. And we were hopefully smart enough to know that you don't just decide to be a custom, uh, commercial builder. Well, uh, a gentleman that I've known for a very, very long time, good friend of mine, used to work with in a past life, um, had been with, uh, he's a commercial builder and he's with a, a big prominent commercial builder in Charlotte for about a decade. Uh, he and I were uh, speaking one day over lunch and he was talking about wanting to potentially go on his own and he felt really confident he was ready and all these things. And I knew him to be a very, very good guy, same type of culture that we have around here. And I said, what if you, what if we did this at Arcadia? Um, we've got the wherewithal, the financial stability, the reputation, the processes, all the things that, that, uh, that he wouldn't have as a startup. And, and he has all the, the knowledge and the history and the experience and the relationships in the commercial world. And so that was about two years ago. And, uh, and it's, it's gone really, really well. Um, it's, it's not something that we're, uh, marketing heavily or anything like that yet at this point, we want to make sure we're doing a really, really good job of it first. So far, his name's Nick Cunningham. So far, he's knocking it out of the park. Um, we're, we've got a, actually a good partnership. We just finished a, like right now, this week, we're finishing uh, about a 10,000 square foot building at the Charlotte Soccer Academy's uh, headquarters over there in Pineville. We're going to have locker rooms, office uh, office complexes, architect sports, I believe, is going to have some space in there. So that's one of about six projects that we've done over the last couple of years in commercial that we're pretty excited about. Um, what we've found is our... Uh, really, really doubt in processes of, of how we build custom homes translates very well. Um, commercial can be more contractual and transactional versus the relationship building like it is in residential. But um, I think that actually can kind of give us a little bit of a, an edge when it comes to commercial building, because there are plenty of clients who really, really do care about that project. And it's not just a transaction to them. And I think we're unique in that regard in the custom home building for the uh, commercial world is that we've got our entire process, system, culture set up to really, really care about that project and care about that client. I'm interested. Um, so you you went to school for architecture. Uh, you came out, you had a couple different jobs, and then now you're obviously you know running uh, Arcadia Homes. What is it like when you walk into a new client and explain to them like, hey, I, I you know went to school for architecture, but we're doing this now. I feel like that's like a super like amazing quality to have that could give you something that truly is custom that maybe there aren't a lot of people in the custom home building space that have an architecture degree. Um, how does that, how has that played into not only the design, but creating something that truly blows people's minds because maybe they're, you know, the, the arena is not really looking that direction. And you're like, you know what, what if we did this? And I bet that happens a lot. So tell us about that. Uh, it does. It does happen a lot. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And again, you're, you're on the hype squad whenever we're ready. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's also what, one thing that we're very, very fortunate here. There's a gentleman named Jeff Eckleberry, who's uh, uh, a managing partner here as well. He's been with the company for, I think it's 15 years now. Uh, he also has an architecture degree and he's incredibly talented at, um, at, at helping to enhance design and come up with ideas and things like that. And so Jeff and I work mostly, he and I, on the front end with a lot of our clients. And I think that that background and history that he and I both have um, can be very, very helpful. Um, we certainly respect and never want to undermine, uh, you know, the plan designers and architects that are, that are working on and designing these homes. Um, they're incredibly talented at what they do and more than qualified, obviously. Um, but, you know, when you combine uh, that background that we have with having built a whole, whole lot of homes and seen a whole lot of different things, there's some things from a functional standpoint that we might just be able to be able to bring to the table and say, Hey, um, think about when you get home and you want to drop your purse off right here. And when you turn around, you're going to see this and stuff like that. That's a little bit more just sort of real life functional things to think about versus 
simply how pretty it is on you know on a piece of paper and um and the the experience that i've gotten uh post the architecture degree in uh you know the, the, the land development part of things as well um kind of proves itself fairly valuable as well and when you're talking about custom home building we're not talking about just perfectly flat lots that are easy to figure out there's a lot to so I have to figure out a whole lot of times, and, and that can be just about as important as the home design is how that home is going to uh, situate itself on that property. And we're going to completely capitalize on what might initially look like a pretty challenging lot can can be turned into you know something incredible if you if you if you maximize you know what can happen on that lot from a development standpoint. So I think the the kind of the scope of my experience from architecture and land development and construction and operations management is um, has certainly been very very valuable. I've always heard that if you like your builder at the end of the project, then you're a great builder. Because <laughs> it's a difficult process, just in general, the nature of the work, right? Like there's there's just so much that goes into it and so many different subcontractors and, and people that go into it and lots of room for error. Um, I'd love to know how how most business comes to you all is you've, you've created a phenomenal brand in and around Charlotte and possibly beyond. Uh, is most of your business referral-based? Uh, does it come from super happy clients? Um, yeah, just just curious on that front. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of what you just described. Um, very fortunately, and I don't, take, I don't take credit for this, like I said, what, what, what I was able to uh, join and become involved with was a company that already had an incredibly strong uh, reputation and uh, and and was just known for doing things the right way, and it's a testament to that that there have been multiple, um, literally dozens of folks that we've built multiple homes for. And generally speaking, the types of homes that we build, you don't see a whole lot of people building more than one of those. But whenever they do, um, we're building the next one. There's a few folks that we just finished for a gentleman uh, a home on uh, the golf course. Well, I was the third home that we built for him. Um, I can. We could go on. There's, there's a lot, a lot of folks that we've built multiple homes for, um, and hopefully that's a testament to uh, to our to our, our people here. Really, you know, um, the reputation is nothing without the execution of that reputation, living up to it out there in the field every day. Um, like you said, you know, if you like your builder at the end of it, that must that must say something. We get. Um, I've had two calls this week, believe it or not. I mentioned uh, when we were talking offline a little bit earlier how we've been kind of fairly, you know, pleasantly surprised given some of the current climate that, that we've had a, a decent amount of prospect activity, two calls this week from people that out of nowhere called because they said, look, um, our friends are Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. They just couldn't say enough good things about you guys. We want to talk about building a home and like, you know, two different times this week. And that's such a pleasure to hear. I always say to people, and it's a testament to our guys in the field because I work with folks on the front end and go through how our process is going to work and want them to know that they can trust that, that I'm there for their best interest, no matter what happens throughout the process. Um, but ultimately, they're going to end up with the guy who's building their home in the field for a lot more time than they're going to be with me, at least during the building process. And I always say, I was like, look, if you if you happen to like me, where do you meet Daniel? <laughs> where do you meet Bobby? Where do you meet those guys? All I ask is that you don't try and hire him away like I was trying to do. <laughs> Damn hypocrite. Like, you're going to want to adopt them. You're going to want to hire him away. Please don't do those things. But you're going to love them. And we're just so, so lucky to have um, people that just care. I mean, they just really, really care. They're good at what they do. They're knowledgeable. They work hard, but more than anything, they just they just care a ton. Care about doing things the right way. Care about wanting to live up to what it means to be at Arcadia, and they just care about the interests of those clients. And it just shows through. By the, by the time it's said and done, the clients they just 
like I said, that you know, almost feel like they're part of their family. I love that. Um, so we always we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that, that have started from nothing, have, have created a brand or have taken over a brand and taken it to new heights. We always like to ask, you know, what type of, of advice they would give. And, and I think this question is really about what type of advice you would give other people, not only in your business who are starting out. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you could give somebody that's going to jump into this bucket and, and, and how can they be successful? Um, of course, it depends upon the type of business. Right. I mean, I think. Um, depending on what you're selling, so to speak, or, or the, the type of, uh, the amount of product you have to sell and all those types of things, obviously marketing takes a different turn depending on what that is. Um, for us, and, and this applies with everybody, but I think it applies certainly, uh, to a high degree in, in high end custom home building is just do it right. Don't ever be tempted to, to, to do it a different way. Um, we make decisions. I make decisions very often that probably aren't the most financially, advantageous decisions at the time, but we know it's right. We know it's what we're supposed to be doing. We know that eventually it will probably pay off. And even if it doesn't, it was still right. And, and I would, I would say that that pays off over time. It might not be quick. It might not be something that, um, you see a return on immediately or maybe ever, but, um, but I can tell you, we sleep good at night. And, and ultimately that, that proves itself to be probably the biggest brand builder you can, you can have is, is when, um, you can look people in the eye and know that, that, that what you're saying to them, you're, you're willing to and going to live up to. And, uh, and that gets noticed over time. And so when the real estate community and the, the, the market in general uh, knows that about you and believes that about you, um, to me, there's almost, like I said, no other, no other better way to, to build your brand. And of course, there's social media marketing and all those sort of things and brand awareness and people that may not be aware of who you are and what you do. You want to obviously do things like that. But in, but in our world, in most people's business, um, Doing it right is first and foremost. Right thing always. always. Sometimes, like you said, the right thing is the hard thing to do. But at, at the end, mm-hmm. you can sleep well and you know you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. That's the best you can do. You Amen. Know? Thank you for sharing that. Well, I appreciate you guys allowing somebody that didn't go to ECU to join in on this podcast. Um, I'm actually married to uh, a girl who went to ECU as well. Um, so there's pirates, pirates everywhere. You guys are pirates all over the place. Uh, but it is, <laughs> it is a, it's a great school. Um, I know that you guys continue to grow. A lot of great things coming out of there. One of my good friends, Damon Magazoo, uh, played uh, there and now uh, was a coach with Lincoln Riley out in Oklahoma and now is out in Las Vegas. Uh, but it's, it's yep. interesting to see the journey of a lot of people out of ECU. I know ECU is proud of you for what you've been able to accomplish. Uh, but before we let you go, what's the best way if, uh, if if people are listening, whether they're interested in a custom home, interested in a job, uh, interested, or maybe they have you know a client or somebody that is interested in, in, in looking at custom homes. So what's the best way to reach out to you guys, and what's the best way to get in touch with your team? Uh, a number of different ways. First and foremost, our you know our website. You can uh, certainly check out a heck of a lot more about us and our culture and what we do on our website. Uh, there's a very very easy way to reach out to us. Uh, on our website, but that is uh, Arcadia Homes Inc. ArcadiaHomesInc.com. Um, our Instagram page, Facebook, all that stuff. So our Instagram page is um, the same. It's at Arcadia Homes Inc. Um, phone number 704-412-4130 is certainly a way to reach out to us at the office. Um, we get those messages right away. Um, but through the website is a, probably the easiest way because that has the phone number and all the other information on there. Like I said, you can check out a lot more about about what we do. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, if you are, are listening, please like, share, comment. Go check out Arcadia Homes. I'm, I'm on their website right now. Absolutely amazing. Uh, we were blessed to actually have uh, Jeremy in our office when he found out that they won Custom Home Builder of the Year. And that was a pretty awesome experience. I mean, we didn't even know what was going on, but I was like, wait, what? That's a national award? Holy crap, that's amazing. So that was a really it's cool experience to, to get to kind of feel like, even though we're not part of Arcadia Homes, it was kind of cool to be a part of that moment. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. No, it was awesome. So um, and a little plug real quick, too. The reason I was in their office is because I put these guys uh, in, a, in a really, really tough spot for some uh, Christmas stuff for our guys. And they absolutely delivered probably in a way that no other company would have been willing to or able to. That's that ECU connection. Hook me up a little bit, but um, That's right. <laughs> they did. Uh, they, they absolutely delivered, but I'm standing there. I get this email and I pause. He probably thought something was wrong with me because I was like almost taken aback a little bit. I was like, I, we just won national custom bill. I think we hugged it out. We just met that day. I <laughs> well, I'm um, sure we did. And hopefully we can get back to those days where we can hug it out. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, That's right. But thank um, you so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you, you know, giving some advice. I, I love how you've been able to take that baseball mentality, that, that teamwork t- mentality and push that into your career. I think a lot of people have been able to do that uh, from the sports world. And it's really cool to, to see somebody that has that same mindset. So congratulations on everything that you guys have achieved already at Arcadia. We're excited to follow the journey. I know this is just the beginning. Um, so to you and your team, congratulations. I know there's a, a bunch of beautiful homes out there. And if you are listening and are interested, please reach out to them. Uh, great family company, great organization. And we are, uh, we're blessed to partner with you guys on a lot of branded stuff uh, as well. So uh, until next time, you have been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast. Hey, Jeremy, thank you, buddy. I respect you as a person, as a leader, and uh, and a friend. Thank you for the relationship, buddy. Likewise. Likewise, Scott. I really appreciate it. Take care, Thanks, buddy. buddy. Thank you. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.